You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat. Where's his neck? Eddie Jones. You fuck, mate. We're nice now. We are recording now. Hello. Welcome, friends. How are you doing? Friends of rugby. How are you doing? I'm good. A bit hungover. Are you? Yeah. Did a late one last night? Yeah, a little bit. Played some pool in a pool hall. Salt of the earth, me. Ugh. Yeah. If you want to see someone bad at pool, it's you, me. Oh, yeah? I just... Ugh, I can't... I hate it. That and bowling. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm supposed to start a bowling league in a couple of weeks. Oh, I hate I bowling. I suck. It's just for fun, though. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. How you doing? I'm doing good. Been... uh Watching rugby actually now. Nice. Yeah. We're back on the wagon. Yeah. I was even taking notes. Oh. During games. Taking it seriously. I was like, oh, I should start doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah. I think maybe we need to have a section where we do apologies for mistakes we made last week. You know? People will start calling it out, calling us out. We'll just let the fan yeah. filter through the bullshit, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the one fan yeah. just ends up working for us, correcting yeah. us. <laughs> Correct yeah. everything we have. I think I said Sam Costello was injured for the Six Nations, and then he played last weekend. So I was off. That was way off. Oh, I can't that was even. Embarrassing. I can't even imagine the amount of shit I've said wrong in the last three episodes. You you called Lawrence Delalio Lawrence some other Italian last name. Did I? Yeah, you were like Lawrence Vincenzi or something. I can't remember what you said. It's yeah. funny though. Whatever you yeah, live, you learn. Whatever. This is a learning experience. This yeah. is a safe space. Confident men. You know, they, they don't need to be right about everything. No. You know, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And I'm you, mostly, I'm wrong a lot. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy to admit that. Some of the games I called, I was right. You did. Two, yeah. two accurate predictions last week. Yeah. yeah. You called the Welsh one wrong. But did I? Yeah. I, I said, I said Ospreys would win. You said Cardiff would win. But Didn't I just say they would both lose? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What? Yeah. Just no, crumble. That'd be basically it was a good game. A draw. It was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute, because we're going to... Well, we might even talk about it right now. Yeah, the let's USC get into first. it. Let's take a look at these games. That's, there's just been games all over the place in the last week. feels messy, eh? It feels like it that period between Christmas and New Year where, you know, just turkey farts and comatose people, and that's if, how the rugby felt. If Yeah, if you're not paying attention, like mm. a game can slip under you, and that's what happened, actually, yeah. a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to start at the most recent USC game, because yeah. I watched uh, Lions v. Sharks. Oh, yeah? I, I've I've... Hated on the South African inclusion in mm-hmm. URC a little bit, so I thought, okay, I'll give them a chance. And Lions, hell of a win. Like, it was close. I think uh, Sharks missed a, a last kick. I was looking at the score. I was watching other games. Mm. And I, I was just kind of looking at the score, and then I looked, and I saw the Sharks were up yeah. quite a bit, and I was yeah. like, yeah, am I going to switch over to this one and watch it? And I was like, yeah. yeah. You'd expect them to win, right? The Sharks. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting them to win. Yeah. And the Lions just came, like, from behind. Yeah, and they yeah there was a little bit of luck involved because like I said the sharks kicker missed not the easiest kick but he missed it and that would have won the sharks the game but he missed it and Lions won. Sharks had Etzebeth back. They had uh, Lucanio Am. They had Mapimpi in there. So you know, Ooh. three World Cup winning Springboks in the team and they lost and they lost. You know, so good for the Lions. You know, that's cool. What do you think was the most impressive win? That one. 
You think that one was? Um, over the last uh, week. Okay, well, I think, I think Connett's win over Munster was significant, mm-hmm. and I think I keep talking up Munster and they keep letting me down. Did you watch that one? Munster Connick? Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, what'd you think? I I was uh, I I was kind of thinking they have so many injuries. That's true. That's true. They have just yeah. a lot going on. Mm. And Connick were hungry they, yeah. that whole game. They were. Yeah. Yeah. I want Connick to do well as well. I want them I always to do want well. them to do well. Yeah. I wanted them to win that game too. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling they would win. How so. did how did they Yeah, I think it's the injuries, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the injuries. All yeah. right. And then uh, I thought the biggest win was <laughs> Quint Dragons getting a win. Just getting a win in anything <laughs> Was that their ever. first win? I, I don't think, know. I don't think it's their first win this season, no. But it's impressive that they've beat anyone con- yeah. considering their performances. Oh, Scarlet's yeah. got to feel bad for themselves. And that's the thing. I think Scarlet's are... I think, honestly, they're probably worse than the Dragons on any given day right now. They you think just so? They do not have a good front row or, you know, their front five is not competitive at the minute you know and i think they've got some good talent in the back line but they've got some older guys in there they've definitely got talent but they've still got jonathan davis who's not young got scott williams who's not young in the centers it's and it's like it's the it's the whole problem with welsh rugby right like if you if i I, it's hard for me to blame Dwayne peel because the resource the resources they've got to work with is Mm -hmm. it's laughable in comparison to other teams you know so I d- I'm not going to be too hard on Dwayne Peel because some people are calling for his head, get rid of him, get a new manager. But I think you're kind of downplaying uh, the Gwent Dragons there. Sorry, yeah, you're right. More, yeah. more to the point. Yeah, you got to get Dragons more, win yeah, a game. More, yeah. Let's give these guys yeah. more credit. You're right. Yeah. They're going to the top. <laughs> They're going <laughs> the, to the fucking top. They may beat Zebra. You never know. Oh shit! Sky's the limit. Yeah, this is no, it's exciting. There should be like a wooden spoon match for oh, the URC. Don't because they yeah, <laughs> it would be a Welsh team most years. It's depressing. Oh uh, no, I'm super happy with that. Um, my mother is from Newport. Oh yeah, so happy days. No, actually, she was born in Cardiff. She was raised in Newport. So mm-hmm. you know, Ulster getting over uh, Leinster is pretty big. Yeah, too. you called that one as well. Yeah, you called Connacht. You called Ulster. Those are some pretty impressive predictions actually and Leinster like they rested some players but they still Mm. had a pretty solid team one thing that annoys me about Leinster fans is when they lose they always blame oh it was our B squad and if they they win every single time yeah okay when's that not an excuse for you right well why don't you just you know their depth is so impressive that that's never an excuse for you the thing I liked about this Leinster Ulster game was the hindsight uh calling like all these Irish pundits were like, yeah, I totally called this technique that Ulster was using. Like, they were all, like, they all saw yeah. this coming miles Suddenly away. Suddenly savants. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys weren't talking about it yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, all you gotta do is kick behind them and, yeah. you know. That's the secret, is it? Just kick over them like no one's thought of that before. But Burns for Ulster had a good game. Mm. Yeah, he still like, got he it. was on point. I kind of don't give that guy a lot of credit. I think we even were a bit mean to him last week. We said yeah. he looked kind of tired and old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and you're right. Kind of He's still doing it. So. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like yeah. he was—he almost played a perfect game. Really, in my eyes. Yeah, Strong he words. was just all over. He just every decision he made. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that was, like, yeah, it was surprising. Yeah. He's going on Ireland. Yeah, I don't know. He could. Mate, there's about eighteen of the tens. I don't know what Andy Farrell's. He's got a lot of good problems. At ten as well. Yeah. Like everyone was freaking it out. They were like, We go oh, ten's gonna be the big problem. It's like, no, it's be fine. You got lots of very good experienced tens in Ireland. 
it's a good problem, but it's also like he has to make the right decision. He does have to make the you right decision. You have to go for the right because like oh, there's a lot of guys that can do this job, mm. but the guy that's gonna do it the best, yeah, like he that's a that's a big call. I'm gonna stick with what I said a few weeks ago. I don't think it's a big deal because the Irish pack is strong enough that you don't have to be incredible in your first game mm-hmm. to uh, to to keep that jersey. You know, I think they've got a bit of an easy ride that Irish ten. Yeah, I, I'm not. It's not like a worrying problem. It's just like choosing the right guy. You're right, because uh, uh, well, yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying. Picking the right person could lead them to be the next Johnny Sexton, right? Yeah, to nail down that shirt for years. Because if he doesn't put, if yeah, if he doesn't invest in the right guy, yeah, that could, yeah, the repercussions of that for years to come mm. could be big. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be some. Unless whoever gets that jersey in the first Six Nation game has a ten out of ten performance, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of Irish people arguing that it should have been. Oh, they're going to pick this team apart yeah. regardless. Whoever is the new guy, yeah, because they they got a lot of good tens, but mm. like none of them, all of them have something that they're not mm. particularly, yeah, great at. Yeah, I would so. I would say like Prendergast and the Burns in Leinster. They play like Leinster tens. I think Prendergast has a bit more of a running game. Mm-hmm. Plays a little bit close to the line, mm-hmm. but they all have very good, kind of you know your your quarterback general style ten game. You know that's a Jack Crowley has too though. Yeah, and I think that's kind of Irish thing. I think that's all mm-hmm. in the mold of Johnny Sexton, right? But I feel like Jack Crowley, like was watching Munster mm-hmm. for the last month. Yeah, he's like one of those players when they're on the back foot, he kind of fades out. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> those monster injuries aren't helping, eh? Yeah, they need that guy that can crawl them out of a hole. Mm. Right? And I yeah. don't know which one of those is it. I, Ross Byrne. Ross Byrne is what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Ross Byrne. Ross Byrne probably he has the experience yeah. to know, okay, we're losing. How yeah. do we get out of this? Change what do we need tactics. to do? Start reading the game. Start kicking and The other guys might be a bit too young. Mm. So Burns, too, at Nolster. Yeah. He might be a guy, too. Yeah. I mean, he's played played for Ireland before. You mm-hmm. know, it's not new to him. Yeah, and so. and when he's played, he's played fine. Yeah, yeah. Look at that; he's come back into the conversation. Yeah, even even though we were mean to him last week. I mean, it's it's our conversation though. It's not you know mainstream conversation. So uh, it's mainstream conversation. Okay. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> one day, everything we talk about, everyone else is talking about all the time. I hope so. Well, our fan will be happy with that. What yeah. else do we have going on? I think we can't. So, like, I, well, we... I want to talk about the Welsh games a little bit more. Oh, I specifically want to talk about Ospreys and Cardiff because it yeah. was A, a really good game. Mm-hmm. B, hilarious because they had a fan stand in the side of a lorry. <laughs> I saw that video you yeah. sent me. That was great. Yeah. Um, and then Morgan Morse, 18 year old back rower, scored a hell of a try. And I wanted to pat myself on the back because I predicted that Ospreys would win, even though I'm a Cardiff fan. Yeah, um, because they have a little bit better game management and their front five is just a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for both of those teams. Like as much as I'm depressed by the state of Welsh rugby, Cardiff and Ospreys could push on, could get some better scalps than just beating each other. I was looking at their upcoming fixtures. It's rough, eh? It looks pretty rough. I thought they got all the hard teams out of the way, but they played each other a bunch. Yeah. And then I was looking at their upcoming fixtures, and yeah. I was like, Ugh. Well, here's the truth. If you're a Welsh team right now, every fixture is a hard fixture if you're not playing each other or the Italians, you know? Yeah. Like, if I see Cardiff have got to play 
Edinburgh, Connacht, Ulster, which aren't necessarily in the you know always in the final playoffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's still really hard games for a team which has way less money, resources, and ability right now. So they're always going to be hard fixtures. But I think they I think they can get a few scalps. So I'm quietly confident that it's not going to be the worst season ever, which a lot of people predicted. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, hopefully you're right. I want to see Welsh teams do good. Do you? I want to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little charitable. I hear a lot of Irish people say that. They like, oh, we want you to do well. The pity. Yeah, we that's, yeah, that's why I hate it. It's pity. Yeah, it's pity. One day you just got to pick yourself yeah. up and dust Get yourself off. And... Don't worry, lads. You'll be all right. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, should we look at some of these Prem games? Yeah. Man, the Prem is just on fire. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's really exciting. Especially think... yesterday's games. Mm, yeah. I was like fucking glued to the TV. Yeah. It's sad because when we sat down together and watched uh, Bath Leicester, that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, it was. And now this weekend they've they've revamped that every single game is mental and exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bristol got a win over Sale. Yeah, that was good. I watched that one actually. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Randall had a good game. Um, I felt like they just had more energy. That Bristol have a little bit of difficulty breaking a team down and and just taking their chances but i think they they showed that they can do that a bit more yesterday they've still got problems i don't think they'll win the premiership i mean but looks like newcastle put up a huge fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor little what newcastle. a fucking waste of a team well they just do not give a fuck i just think that's how i feel about them they're like yeah so? fuck it like oh, it that's sad like i'm pretty sure i've heard that they're under the salary cap and players yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because there's, I don't think there's any relegation this year. So, oh, so it's so maybe they're just thinking. Yeah, they're just, just like whatever. Yeah, we we'll just keep going. Yeah, take the losses, rebuild, and get some youngsters in. It's kind of like baseball in the United States. Mm. There's some teams that just have no budget and they're just yeah. there. What's well, the same in the URC though? It's the same. Like what? Um, Zebra. Wales, all of Wales. <laughs> they're just there for the fun. We haven't We're got just any in the money. league. We're happy to be here. Yeah. We're not, though. <laughs> well, no. That, uh, oh, let's talk about that uh, Chiefs extra game. That was that was an excellent game of rugby. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch, like, as much as I should. Because mm. I was watching the game, and then Exeter just started piling up the points. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was looking at the score of Leicester Saracens, and it was really tight. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to watch this game. Yeah. So I switched over, and I was watching that game. Yeah. And then... Right when it got about like seventy five minutes, I looked at the score on Exeter Northampton. I'm like, oh shit! And I jumped over yeah, that yeah, one. I was yeah. like, fuck! Yeah, should have watched the rest of that one. Yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of um. It wasn't just a physical game, which is maybe what you expect. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was there was a bit of everything, right? There was some some forwards tries, some backs tries, and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute. But Faye Waboso. The speculation about if he'll play for Wales or England oh, yeah. is only getting spicier after that game. Exeter have a few uh, Welsh. Well, uh, I think I think Gunners in there. Yeah, a few a few English teams do though. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, we've got in in Exeter we've got Dav Jenkins, Joe Hawkins, mm-hmm. Faye Waboso, depending on who he picks. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Welsh players in a lot of the English teams now. You know, yeah. For these two teams, like Henry Slade has got like. Mm. Borthwick has to pick Slade. He's I, on, like he is on. He's his playing game. really well. 
Yeah. I was reading this thing. He said that he was really disappointed not to make the last World Cup because he felt like he was in his prime. I felt like they needed him. Mm. I think Borthwick still getting a lot of criticism for his selection. Eddie Jones was getting criticism for his selection before he buggered off, though. So Yeah, because he can't. He's been like the star almost of the league. His besides a, like Russell. Yeah. Like he like he's leading that team. Yeah. He is. I think the thing is though, in a league that size, you're always gonna have a lot of arguments about selection just because there are so many teams to have those conversations about. There's more players in the same positions in different teams, right? Yeah, he's got like ten teams to pick from. Exactly. Instead so, of like anyone else who's got like four, two. Yeah. 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 His job's a lot harder. Like we've been talking about the Irish ten situation over spread out over well, we're not even talking about tens from Connacht or Ulster, are we? Well I oh, know that's not true, but it's mostly about if is it gonna be a Leinster player or a a Munster player, right? And Borthwick has to get he has to get Finn Smith in there. He has to he has to be in the squad. That's I think a lot of people are gonna be saying that about Alex Mitchell. I think people are gonna be saying that about Don Alex Brown. Mitchell's been in the squad for a while. He has, but he, yeah, he has. That's true. Yeah, I'm not. I won't be surprised if he's in it. So you're saying people who haven't been selected at all who need to be selected because Northampton are top of the Premiership. Well, Henry Slade from Exeter. Yeah. Finn Smith has yeah. been. He's in all the wins. Mm. Yeah. For Northampton. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So every win they've had, he's been playing. Yeah. That's... I don't know if he's played every game, but he's played in every game that they've won. And it would be. A good choice if you picked Alex Mitchell and Finn Smith because they're playing together weekly. Mm-hmm. So they'd fit into an England team pretty quickly and easily, you'd think. Yeah. I don't know if you can start Finn Smith. No. But he has to be in the squad. Yeah. I, he has to be in that setup. Mm. I think it'd be crazy to not have him. Well, I think because Owen Farrell's not going to be there, you've just created a bonus 10 spot to have in your, at least your training squad. Mm-hmm. So if I was Borthwick, I'd have... I'd still have George Ford. I know him. I trust him. I know what he can do. I'm not even saying he's bad. I like George Ford. I have no doubt he's going to be in the 100%. Team. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts. Yeah. And it's between him and Marcus Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think they very different game styles, but they're both really good players. I don't think the Marcus Smith fullback experience, uh, experiment no. is done yet. Oh, you don't think it's done? I oh, don't I think it's done yet. Gonna I think over. that's going to be okay. something that's going to be more explored in the six nations that's my that's my call that's my conspiracy call i think that that's going to be the new that's borthwick's uh Farrell ford he's not thing. that exciting though borthwick no no but <laughs> i think that's going to be his uh yeah that's definitely his ford Farrell thing is going right. to be uh marcus smith at fullback i, I feel like he's at, we're going to see more of that you know who's going to play fullback for england though it's going to be mike brown did you not see him play the other day dude oh, he is mike amazing brown he's Rob- all over the place he's so hungry Mm-hmm. He's starving. That's why he's so little. <laughs> I can't wait to see him back. Yeah, he was like turning balls over at the line yeah. yesterday. Yeah. That Saracens Leicester game was good too. Yeah. Man, was. Saracens got bullied at the scrum. Yeah. I even like I even wrote some notes. Here's my notes from the game. Mike Brown's work rate is amazing for his age. <laughs> for his age. Ben Earls is a cunt. Oh. Joe Hayes. Yeah. England call up? Question mark. Ooh, okay. Lester Scrum is pushing the game. Yeah. Yeah, that Joe Hayes guy had a had a good game too. I was like, where? Who is this guy? Who's this huge guy? And I was like looking him up. Yeah. Like where? Because he was like all over the place. And I was like, why isn't like is this guy in the conversation? Mm. There's been a few players like that. I th- I remember watching uh, Harry Thacker play for Bristol a couple of years ago, and he just had a game. I didn't really know who he was. He had a game where he was in every single breakdown, scored a couple of tries. 
line out was perfect and i thought why is this guy not in an england squad so what happens have you ever seen with his shirt off is he sexy oh yeah oh, okay ripped it's like who so we just get him in the it's england like, squad oh, for Lord. that reason <laughs> <laughs> if you're hot you get you get into the england squad i like that i like that yeah, yeah I only choose the most buff dudes also when we inevitably get a patreon because of our you know steamrolling success i want our extra content to you just be reading your game notes that, that was pretty entertaining <laughs> ben earls is a cunt <laughs> yeah just that just these swift bullet points yeah i was just do that yeah i was like oh i better start making some notes here yeah so i could have stuff to talk about i'm gonna have podcast. to do that now that's a good idea yeah so just making shit up and getting things wrong okay it's hard though because then you're like trying to type down this because i was doing it on my phone putting yeah. the note in and all of a sudden something's happening i'm like Fuck, yeah what happened you missed a note yeah mm, but okay. saracen's kind of like yeah they had a letdown they got bullied that whole game I remember that game in, uh, who were they playing in South Africa where they got pretty much, was it Stormers or Bulls? Anyway, they got like pretty much destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, I think said you and I watched that game together. We did. I'm annoyed. I can't remember who they played in South Africa, actually, because yeah, we both sat down and watched it. Just but, call a team. We'll get it wrong. Uh, I think it was the Bulls. I think it was the Cheaters, actually. No, it wasn't. I'm joking. <laughs> the fucking Cheaters. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, um, but yeah, they, I've, I've never seen them dominated like that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're aging out in a lot of positions, you know? Yeah, I still think Owen Farrell had a good game yesterday, though. He doesn't have bad games, really. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have bad games. He's like, I know he gets... He, you know, I've, I've criticized him a lot for his tackling technique. It's such a cliche to say. He does need to sort it out. But he doesn't have bad games, technically, you know, except for some tackles. I think he threw an intercept mm. yesterday. Yeah. But still, he was... Like, yeah, I don't think he's... We'll talk about him later. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, he definitely. I thought he had a, had a, had a decent game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You're never gonna not choose Owen Farrell. I feel like no, you're not. He's safe. He's not just safe though, is he? He's good. He is a good. He's player. good. He is a good player. He's a safe good player. What you think of him? Yeah, in England hate him. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the people you know, in England fucking hate him. He's like the best player ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, honestly, though, there's a few YouTubers and pondity people who are always saying the same thing that he's very good and he'll be and he should be remembered in terms of the all-time greats for England. I don't know if that's strong words, but the English media like seems to fucking hate him though. Yeah, because everyone is drooling over Marcus Smith, and he's really good. I think England want to have a more expansive running rugby kind of game. But uh, it's not this. It's not their blueprint. Yeah, when have they ever had that? They never had it. It's just exciting to watch. And I think because the Gallagher Premiership, there's a lot of high-scoring games with a lot of exciting backs. They want to replicate that in the England squad. But it's, I don't think it's going to happen under Borthwick, who historically has had a very forward-heavy style of coaching. You know. Let's talk about that because at the Prem the table, mm. like this, this is a tight season. It's the it's the most fun I've had watching. The English Premiership. Actually, that yeah. Leicester Saracens game was super important for both those teams for where they are. Yeah. In the table, like they both needed that win really badly. Yeah. So I think the Saracens will feel pretty shitty. Yeah. Not getting those points. Like it's a kick in the teeth enough that they may not win a final now. But that Leicester forward pack. Yeah. Scary, eh? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, but like it's so tight. And so unpredictable right now. Like, everyone's beating everyone. Yeah. Like, I thought we'd be talking more about, like, the URC. Yeah. But it's almost like the URC is becoming more predictable right now. And then and their table, yeah. like, the table doesn't really show the league where it's at right now either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you look at, like, the, the table, I think you have Leinster on the top. Yeah. And I think it's Benetton. It is. 
and then it's like Glasgow Ulster and Glasgow. That's the top four. I don't know the order, yeah. but yeah, I think it's so you're Leinster, seeing these Benetton. like yeah, you're seeing Glasgow and Benetton on top. But then when you're looking at like when you dig deeper, it's like kind of a facade. It is like a Benetton like got some early wins against some teams that were missing their internationals in the World Cup. They're a lot better, but beating Zebra twice is mm-hmm. not a big deal for any good team in the URC, is it? Yeah. So if you get a bonus point out of that twice, you're looking good, right? Yeah. So, and then just getting a bunch of points on from the Wales teams. <laughs> yeah. Teams yeah. Well. Yeah. I think they drew Cardiff actually, which was a depressing game because mm-hmm. we. We'd won that game, and then Benetton clawed their way back. And fair play to them. They played well. That's another thing I should say. Benetton are good. They're better than they were. Yeah, they're, they're be- good. Yeah. Yeah, Glasgow's good, but I, they're not as good as the table shows. I know I know exactly what you're saying. There's been a lot of mismatched games. Yeah. And I think when we decided to start wittering about rugby on a Sunday, we said we would talk about URC, the MLR, mm-hmm. and we talk about Gallagher kind of third and least important yeah and the gallagher's been way more entertaining this season yeah. mlr who fucking no. cares yeah yeah <laughs> there's other people I talking about it yeah anyways. exactly we they can talk about it. it totally yeah i'm not sure yeah on it. whatever um and i think you're right like i think the urc is less predictable than i thought it would be and i think munster not doing as well not kicking on after winning last season mm-hmm. is surprising and i'm happy to see glasgow in the top four I'm yeah. happy to see Ulster there, and I'm happy to see Benetton, but you are right. I think when we get to the business end, it'll probably be two Irish and two I, South it's gonna African become, teams. Yeah, once it gets to the end, it's yeah. going to become a lot more predictable. Yes. Right? Yeah. Until we get to the knockout stages. Yeah, I think but, so. Yeah, because the narratives have changed a lot. Like, Munster's narrative, like, they were, everyone was saying they were going to be the team yeah. to beat this year, and now look at them. I, I think you're right to point out the injuries have kind of mm-hmm. kiboshed them a bit, but... Uh, yeah, I expected more from. Them. Remember last season though, they started badly, but this season they're not even middling badly, are they? Like besides the injuries, like, like I said last week, there's something, there's some kind of grind. There's missed, a grind yeah. missing from them. There's some kind of, they're missing this like a will to win grunt. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who they're missing? R.G. Snyman. The totem, the talisman. <laughs> They've been missing him forever. Yeah, the morale <laughs> has just plummeted since he left. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's gonna be Leinster's problem soon. True. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, I want to talk about some news. Yeah. Let's get into some news. Let's talk about the Farrell family. The Farrell family. Yeah. The Kardashians of world rugby. They are kind of the Kardashians, but yeah. less drama, more wholesome. A little bit more wholesome. Yeah. yeah I think they got a tight little. Oh, if in a familial sense, yeah. 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 On the field, a little bit spicy. Yeah. Yeah, what well, are you thinking? So, well, okay, big news. Owen Farrell rumored to be going to France, and it seems like every other news outlet can't decide what he's doing and where he's going. Yeah. But that know... is this much speculation. seems to me that he will go somewhere. I know he's denied it. Yeah. And Racing 92 denied it. Yeah. But that came from somewhere. Of course it did. And remember Eddie Jones denied he'd spoken to Japan. Yeah. Guess where he is now? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Owen Farrell playing in France? Well, a large part of me couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Um, but another part of me likes rugby drama, so I think I think it's cool. Actually, I think that more English players playing in France, kind of you know, just diluting the competitions in a good way, mm-hmm. is a good thing. On the other hand, it does point to an English Premiership in trouble, which is another bit of news I want to talk about. I feel like behind closed doors, like he's thinking about like he's done enough. Yeah. He's done enough for English rugby. He's 32, almost 33. 
Yeah, he's served them well. He wants to make some money. Now, don't get me wrong. I have no doubt he's going to play in the next World Cup. Yeah, I think he will. Like, he's got his dad's genetics. What is his dad played until he was like 90 years old? <laughs> they played together, I think, for a they little did. bit. They did. Yeah. They played at Saracens together, yeah. Yeah, so I have no doubt he's going to play in the next World Cup. But for yeah. him to, like, go get a paycheck from mm. France. Yeah, good luck to him, eh? I, Yeah, and then get away from the media, mm. raise his family. Yeah. Like, you can you can shoulder people in the head every day in France yeah. as well. Just knock people's heads. They don't care. Yeah. So it's better for style. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think I, so. You know, in, in rugby, your career is short. Mm. So you got to make the most amount of money yeah. as you can. So Yeah. He's not poor, though, is he? Come on. Like, he's probably made a good amount of money at Saracens. Yeah, especially for all, like, the 100 Saracens businesses. He had, like, all his businesses. Yeah, he's probably got, like, 19 properties in, <laughs> in London. Yeah. So he's, so he's doing well, but... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he wants a rugby vacation. I don't know if the top 14 he really call no, it a vacation. A brutal league. Yeah, they're yeah. playing like all the time. Yeah, it's just like it's like a Greek slave ship, you know, some guy whipping you while you're rowing every week. And then you're like trying to practice and the yeah. rest of the team's just like eating croissants and smoking in front of you <laughs> on the field. Yeah. Come on, we're paying you a million, do something. No, it's good. I think, yeah, it's exciting. It'd be cool to see a high-profile English player in the, in the French league. Yeah. Uh, but I do, like I said, though, I do want to come back to the fact that as much as we've been talking about how fun and interesting the Gallagher Premiership is this season, let's not forget it's like that because three teams have folded and the other teams have absorbed some quality players. It makes it more competitive. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget three teams have folded. Like financially, what is that saying about the league? And is it going to continue to decline financially even if the quality of games improves? Can anyone really call this? No. Like It just no. sounds like everyone's like talking about how much the league is in trouble yeah but like as a fan mm. like we can't fans just shouldn't be worrying about that you can't we can't make those we can't make those calls we have no idea what's going on mm. like i didn't see wasps folding no i didn't see uh london irish folding no worcester there was some writing on the wall but you're right those other teams kind of came out of the blue didn't they from yeah. a fan's perspective anyway yeah, yeah. so there's probably problems all over the place i know yeah. it keeps getting leaked out yeah and it's such a distraction. Yeah, but it's really funny and it interesting is to talk about. It so, is. So, you know, it's just, we live for the drama, don't we? Yeah, we do live for the drama. And I do like it. Yeah. Right? And if another two folds, we're, you know, it's I'm going to be hilarious. talking about, like, holy shit, yeah. how did this happen? How did we get here? Oh <laughs> Acting my God. all surprised and yeah. earnest. What? Yeah. Like we care. Is there any rumors of other teams? No, I don't think so. I think there's been a few teams who've talked about not being in the best financial situation like i think newcastle talked about it mm -hmm. and so i was i was reading an interview from alex sanderson the sales sharks coach and there was like a kind there was a, a line in it and he's trying to be you know he's trying to be generally positive but right in the middle of the article it said something like um this could be the end of rugby it was something shockingly just dramatic dire. just in the middle of the of a sentence he was like yeah had lovely morning had eggs on toast and english rugby is going to collapse imminently and how are you today and it, i'm obviously i'm exaggerating but something to that effect and he's trying to be positive and he's talking about the positive changes and the relationship between the the union and the players representative board and stuff um and he's talking about the changes to players salaries as if things are moving in the right direction after a pretty harrowing time during COVID. But it did leave me with the sense that there's there's stuff going on there that is dodgy and unresolved and there's financial concerns, you know? So, I don't know. You're right, though. Like, how do you... You can't predict it. 
No, from our perspective, from an outsider perspective. I know? think there's some positive things happening. There are. Like those centralized contracts coming up. Yes. That's going to help those teams out quite a bit. It is. It is. Now, how that's going to be implemented, mm. that could be like a, a negative. Yeah. But on the outlook, like I just I don't know much more the Prem could do. Like the product's good. It is good. Right? I, I just don't know. Like it's just it's all backdoor financial stuff. For for me it feels like because they're trying to keep up with wage competitiveness in other leagues, particularly France, mm-hmm. they have to pay t- individual players kind of what you might call marquee fees. And mm-hmm. by doing that, if you're paying a player close to a million pounds, then he, if you don't pay him that, he's probably going to go to France. Yeah. Right? And then if you lose him, you're losing a high-quality player. So they have to pay... They have to keep up with French rugby, basically. And French rugby is in much better state financially by the sounds of it. So, yeah, that's all That's all I'm hearing, too, is yeah. how good financially yeah. the top 14 is doing. Yeah. And they've got a very healthy second division. They do. You know, it's the only country in the world where we talk about the second division extensively and where players from our first divisions, i.e. the URC and the sometimes the Gallagher, will go to play in the second French division. Yeah. Because they can still get a good wage, mm-hmm. right? It's the only place in the world that happens. So they must be in a better fa- state financially, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the attendance for the French League, I think the URC was the highest overall in the last weekend, but I think the French League was second. So they're getting good fan attendance as well you know i was just when i think of like the prem and all the problems that they have yeah i'm trying to think about what do they need to do different and as a fan like i don't Mm. think there's enough rugby content to consume that's what we're for steve yeah but from these leagues themselves right like if you look they have a blueprint like all these leagues that are struggling yeah they have a blueprint yeah. In the United States, mm. you know, you just have to look at the NFL. Mm. What are they doing? The NFL is fucking everywhere. Yeah, We're but, in Canada, mm. and the NFL is everywhere. You're talking about halftime shows, advertisements. I'm talking about all of it. It's all like there's so much NFL content. Yeah, they're putting out. Yeah, and like the NFL as an organization putting out NFL's than organization. Other companies, they're constantly revamping how they approach fans yeah and they're they're constantly trying to get more and more content yeah to their fans okay and they gobble it up yeah i'm sure they do here's here's something i'll say about that um and this is speculation and anecdotal based on my life right if you go to the uk football is still by far the biggest sport right okay and it's a global game you talk about manchester united etc all right they're internationally recognized brands Rugby isn't as big in the UK as you might think. And it's great to see big fan attendances. But if you go to England, you have to be in specific geographical places for rugby to be as big or bigger than football. Right. Yeah. And even when you're in those places, there's still going to be 10 kids on the high street in the town wearing a football shirt rather than a rugby shirt. Right. It's not as big a game as you think. But I think the number of fans is still there. Like, how many people... There's a lot of people in the UK that play rugby. They have the highest player pool. And I like, think, it's in the hundreds of thousands. But it, I think that's also because... So there's a lot of fans. There. That's just a population. And family there. members. Yeah. I mean, I'm, right? saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not big. I'm just, I just saying think it's like a it's, lack if of, you go to the US, NFL is the sport. Because right? there's so much... Because they keep targeting the fans. They keep engaging the fans. And yeah. I don't think... 
uh, like the prem, for instance, like engage the fans enough. Yeah, there's just not enough. They just don't like what is there. Yeah, I see. I I don't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to add some context. So I think if you had like there was a show in the UK on TV called Match of the Day, which was like a football highlight show. Is we loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think they could do more stuff like that, like more TV show roundups instead of just the YouTube highlights. But then I think because media has changed, like we don't all just sit down and watch TV on a Sunday. No. We all consume it through YouTube. And I think the the, the leagues in Europe, mm. especially the URC and the Prem, yeah. they were relying too much on network yeah. channels to do to their do the job. job. But no one watches cable TV anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. Right? That's not how we consume... The majority of us consumer media no right so they're making these like big deals mm. but they're not helping spread rugby yeah it's like okay this channel has all the rights to the footage yeah but now that footage is hidden and locked away like yeah, yeah you made a lot of money yeah but now the game's not growing because this no one watches this channel yeah right yeah. only old people watch this channel so yeah it's yeah yeah i see what you're saying and i think they could do more with even merchandise i find it hard to find a rugby jersey i find it hard to find even just like a training t-shirt that mm -hmm. i could wear casually i find it hard and sometimes expensive just to like buy the stuff for my team right which it, in my case is cardiff and that's difficult enough but you know if i you know when i've been in england if i wanted to buy a bristol jersey you had to go to the stadium to buy it from their little shop right it wasn't just in a store in the in the town you know i think like all of rugby has that problem because mm. like when i went to the 2019 mm. world cup mm. trying to find merchandise you'd go to the, you'd go to the store yeah and they had nothing yeah it's like oh i want to buy a jersey oh we don't have it mm. and then in france right where everything's like right there yeah nothing it's like the two they're, they're so confident that rugby is for the rugby fans and no one else that they don't want to they don't want other fans. It's almost elitist, right? Yeah, I couldn't find... I couldn't buy, like, a, a Springboks jersey. Yeah. Couldn't buy a Springboks scarf. Yeah, which Where is wild. Where the fuck's the scarf? Yeah. Uh, couldn't find an Argentina jersey. I've been wanting to buy an Argentina. I love Argentina. It's, like, my second team. If you go online, every jersey is over $100, and I've never, ever seen one just in a store. And I think all these different sports companies who make them are so difficult to i just couldn't understand how they weren't ready or there was like some branding i know in, in 2019 with the welsh jersey mm. there was i think it was under armor yeah so there was some kind of branding thing where they didn't have the jerseys for sale yeah i was like how did you guys not sort this out before the world <laughs> yeah. cup Isn't like that, yeah like hundreds of thousands of fans are going to come here yeah and like, like me mm. i want to spend money yeah and buy this stuff and i yeah. can't buy it yeah like is... how did how were you guys not ready for people to buy things i think that's what i'm trying to say as well is i don't think rugby is a bigger game as we like to think the infrastructure isn't there sometimes you know like it's it's getting there it's bigger but it's not i guess like yeah i'm a guy from canada yeah that's trying to do a rugby podcast yeah so something's happening something's happening something's happening but it's I not guess. buying argentina jerseys at affordable prices in your local supermarket yet Mm -hmm. I, I don't even care about the affordable prices. I just I, I care about the accessibility. Yeah. If I go to a World Cup mm. and I go to your official World Cup store, yeah, I shouldn't be able to buy the fucking shit that's you know <laughs> yeah. that I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah, we don't have it, or 
It's sold out. What do you mean it's sold out? It's the World Cup. They only made three. Yeah, we only made three. Yeah. Like, I was just like, fuck. Like, I was trying. I was. I went to, in France, I was like hunting down any kind of store or two that sold rugby stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find anything? Yeah, I found a, a couple. There was a one store. It was by the Moulin Rouge. Oh, in Paris. Yeah, and it was like a couple of floors. Yeah. Too, but uh, yeah, there was, I was looking for some very specific things. And I could buying sex toys in Paris. <laughs> I was like, "Can I get the rugby sex toys, please?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, but they had a lot of ran- a lot of other random stuff like shorts from a bunch of teams. I, yeah. I bought a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a fiend for like rugby, like kit stuff. Mm. Yeah, there was, when I was at last in Cardiff, uh, I was trying to find the most recent Cardiff jersey, but not in the Cardiff rugby store, which I could knew I could go to later. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of rugby clothing stores, and every time I was in there, you'd be going through the rack, and there'd be like the Ospreys training socks from 2007, and there'd be like the Celtic Warriors training hat from 2001, and stuff like this, right? And it was like nothing that I actually wanted. Bargain bin stuff? Yeah, basically. Just a whole rack of stuff no one had bought in 20 years, you know? And I'm, no one's going to buy it either because it's been sat there for 20 years. So, Were you living here when Scotland played uh, Canada? I was. I moved here that year. And I didn't know anyone in the rugby community. So I just went with my wife. So yeah, we're playing this huge stadium. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna when I get to this game, I'm going to mm. buy like a, a Canadian jersey and yeah. I'm going to buy yeah. a, a Scottish jersey. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to see what they have there. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Not a single fucking <laughs> yeah. item to purchase. I was yeah. like, what? It was a reasonably fat packed stadium as well. Yeah. Like it was three quarters full. Yeah. And I just, not a fucking thing to buy. I yeah. was just yeah. blown away. This will annoy you then. I actually bought an away Canada jersey at that game. I have it upstairs. Oh, really? Where yeah. did you find it? I can't remember. It was five years ago. But yeah. Because I definitely know you couldn't buy any Scotland stuff. They, it, it wasn't like... It was, I, know I had that to go around the I stadium. I around the stadium. Yeah, to find this one kiosk. And he had like three jerseys left. Oh. Yeah, and it was only Canada stuff. They didn't have any Scottish stuff. So. What else do we have on the news here? That yeah, we went at? off track then. Yeah. Got on a little tangent yeah. there. Um, we were going to talk about... Oh, I like this. Selection. Yeah? Yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, um, Emmanuel talk- yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about this stuff here. Okay, so I saw an interview with him the other day. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Cardiff, thick Cardiff accent, right? Yeah. So I would hope that he would play for Wales, and I think he will pick Wales. I think he's just keeping his cards close to his chest. Um, Do you think he has any pressure? I don't think it's pressure. I think probably other people have told him just keep your mouth shut for now and see what comes up because you want to weigh up your options. And, and yeah, I would want to weigh up my options. But you know, he went through the Cardiff Academy. He actually left Cardiff not because they weren't going to pick him for the team, but because he wanted to get into medical school and he actually got in, in somewhere in England instead. Yeah, that's right? what I read about. So I, I just read that as well, so, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it was the same with Callum Sheedy. There was a little moment where people were like, who's he going to pick? And he picked Wales. And there was a moment like that with Lewis Rees Samet as well. There was a little moment and he picked Wales, so I think he will. Oh, the one I always hear about that the English are really bitter about yeah. is Redpath. Cameron Redpath. Yeah. Yeah. I always hear him come up in a random like podcast or yeah. something. How he just—he's like the one that got away. I feel like <laughs> Emmanuel, like if he chooses Wales, they're yeah. gonna be—he's gonna be the new Redpath. The thing—the thing is though, Cameron Redpath, if I remember correctly, as much as his dad is Scottish or his parentage is Scottish, he is born and raised in England, so they have mm-hmm. at least a degree of saltiness that I can accept, right? Emmanuel Fairwaboso is is Welsh, right? 
Yeah, but he goes to school in, in England. But he does now. Like, he's, <laughs> and he's young, right? But, it's, you know, he is a Welsh guy. He's, there's no ambiguity about it, right? He does play in England and studies there. So... I know, like, if I was, like, a professional rugby player mm. and Canada came calling up. Yeah. And then another, like, like England was calling me up. I'd be like, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Just I can play for this fake fucking accent. mess. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know the the financial differences between a player playing for Wales and a player playing for England. As much as I whine about Wales finances, I think the Welsh national players get paid paid pretty good. Maybe not as much as England. Probably I know England's England. the highest paid international uh, yeah. players in the world, I'm and, pretty and, sure. And I think England probably will do better on average in the next calendar year. But then some of the some of the whinier folks on the internet are saying that Borthwick isn't exactly known for picking exciting backs. So he wouldn't if he did pick him, he wouldn't be in a game strategy that maybe suited him. Whereas I mean Gat that's that's a weird thing to say though because Gatland isn't exactly famous for his expansive game style, is he? So mm. it's a hard one. I mean, I, I I'm not too worried about it from a Welsh perspective. I'm not worried about it either. I'm I pretty sure it... he's gonna play if, if he doesn't get picked for anyone. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like, yeah. no one picks him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he should be picked. He's be. all over the but place. But I was just going to say, you've got to be careful about putting pressure on youngsters as well, right? Because the amount of times we've done this as a rugby community and gone, this kid is lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to be the next Jonah Lomi, whatever. Then they're not. It all depends on, on the player too. Because mm. everyone was doing that with Marcus Smith. Yeah. And he's still, like, there was a ton of pressure for him. Like, oh, this yeah. is going to be the new guy for England. And he's yeah, yeah, still yeah. in the mix. Yeah, he still is. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's still talking about him. Yeah, and you've got to remember in Wales, you've got Josh Adams and Lewis Rizam ahead of you. Those are world-class wingers. Yeah. Right? You're not jumping straight into a starting position. And I think Rio Dyer has been playing well, right? Yeah. He's, he's earned a... He's earned I don't think bench, it hurts to have another guy in there, though. No, and we, but we've got... I don't think we're short of wingers, is what I'm saying. You know? I think you have to pick him to lock him in. That's the thing. So I would feel bad for some of the Cardiff boys who've been playing really well. Like Mason Grady. Just go all the All Blacks are out. Just giving guys like five seconds of gameplay. I mean, I hate to say <laughs> to it. That's in. what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what's going to happen, right? They're going to. Gatland will probably select him, play him on the bench, give him <laughs> 10 minutes against Italy just so he can't play for England. <laughs> all Blacks are giving like five, 15 seconds, 18 seconds. Yeah, yeah, to, to the guys. some Fijians. <laughs> These guys are never in the. <laughs> yeah, just so they can't play for Fiji or Tonga. Yeah, we locked them in, boys. <laughs> got another one. Yeah. Good job, got lads. Another one. Yeah, you're going to be an All Blacks for life. <laughs> really? Yes, you gotta stay here in Super Rugby and play here forever because you're gonna be an All Black. Five seconds. Yeah. Okay, fuck you, get out of here. Oh my god. <laughs> There's cab money on the table. They've <laughs> all got Stockholm syndrome as well. Yeah. They? <laughs> New Zealand have been so good to me. I'll never leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not worried about him. The, yeah. the Reese Roddick talk was uh, pretty. Yeah, interesting. that was a bit more interesting, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I think. Um, he's. I. I. I hope he gets. I hope he gets picked. Th- yeah, he's 33. Yeah. Um, his dad won, coached Wales, won as a Grand Slam, so he's got some Welsh pedigree. He was born in Dublin, but he's spent a lot of his time in Wales playing rugby as a youngster. Yeah. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with, you know, Welshness and playing in Wales and stuff. But uh, I just don't think we've got some injuries in the back row, but I just don't, except for his experience, which is impressive. Yeah. You know, Champions Cup, URC, Grand Slams for Ireland, Leinster. Um, he's like um like a it gives you like a Peter O'Mani yeah kind of vibe big hard bastard yeah yeah 
and we could do with some big hard bastards actually yeah. so he's a good guy to take off come off off the bench yes that's a good point mm-hmm. and yeah he's got that experience that he'll sort of calm down the youngins yeah it wouldn't be a bad thing. I just he looks tough too. He does. That's like, what I'm saying. He's a tough he looks looking dude. He's scary, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, when you look at him, you're like, Fuck, yeah, I want to mess with him. Like he's like a guy outside of a bar. Fucking punch my teeth out. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Saying shit to women, and then some guy's like, "Hey, don't say that to my girlfriend." And then he goes and punches him out. Like he's <laughs> he looks like that guy. Yeah. When you look at him, he, when you look at him, he looks like a mean motherfucker. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like an angry bouncer. So I know. I hope that happens. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean. I don't think I don't think Ireland would mind that much either. It's not I don't like think they're so. short of options, is it? They shouldn't. If they wanted him, they could have chosen. Yeah. Well, he has played for Ireland, yeah. but several years ago, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. just like Jean Klein, mm. right? Well, you didn't choose him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Can't say anything about it. He has options, and he's and, and Reese Ruddock is Welsh enough so that it it's not like he's an actual South African playing for Ireland yeah. kind of thing, right? Because like, like, what are these players supposed to do? Like Jean Klein's supposed to do? No box i'm not gonna play for you and, yeah you know for a team that could win a world cup no and make a lot of money uh, yeah no no i'm gonna stay yeah. in munster and just play <laughs> in, for my beloved island yeah you know, got razzy on the phone do you want to win a world cup like this these year? guys want to play obviously, rugby obviously yeah. it'll win a world cup and if, like yeah. international stage like playing in the six nations like I, I i bet you every player wants to do that yeah of course they do yeah or in, yeah. The, in, a, in a world cup yeah or going on a tour like unless you're like guys that have been doing it so much mm. but these guys that have never had those like big opportunities they all want to do that and i think it seems to me from like little glimpses i see of players talking about switching allegiances or playing for a country you weren't born in mm-hmm. they're all really supportive of each other i think yeah right? they all understand that it's a huge honor to play for any national team if you've been you know playing the club level for them it also right? puts you on the radar for like alliance tour yeah you've got to think about your career right mm-hmm. so yeah i don't i don't I don't really care. You know, if uh, Faye Waboso did play for England, I wouldn't be too upset about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing what he thinks is best for him, and he has spent enough time in England playing for a good English team mm-hmm. to think, well, why shouldn't I play for England and represent them? Fair enough, I don't care. You know, I mean, I'd be upset we've lost a good player, but I'm not going to be upset at him, you know? Me too. So Good for him, fucking traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say that to you. In the background. Off mic. But, you know. What's wrong? Yeah. Fucking traitor. Judas. Remember that guy that called fucking Eddie Jones a traitor? Was he Scottish or something? I don't know. He was at a game and then some guy called oh, him a traitor. Yeah. I think it was an, oh, it was an Australian, an, an Australian oh, fan called yeah. him a traitor I mean, and he got pissed. He deserved that though, didn't yeah. he? He deserved that. He's yeah. oh man. He is the Conor McGregor of rugby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what exactly what he is. I love it. Uh all right, so I thought we were gonna, you know, get a bit more yeah, you were worried. about that. But we were very civil and normal and understanding of switching allegiances i think yeah it is i I, we're not like a bitter old guy at the bar i don't think we're racists either i think that helps yeah because some people are like if you're born in this country you play for this country and you weren't born here so you don't play for this country i don't think that's racism but you know what i mean like there's an element of yeah i know exactly what you mean stuff going on there sometimes which i don't like so what else do we got going on here Uh, i want to mention women's rugby very briefly because the celtic challenge is on and happening and i don't know how to watch it so if anyone's listening yeah you, our you know. fan please tell me how do i watch these games sounds fun i feel like this is a google way i've, tr- I've tried googling it i'm i'm not very maybe i'm not good at googling it. i don't want to dwell on this i just want to yell into Are the, the void. games even being televised i saw highlights for one of them on irish rugby tv 
Um, but that's all I can find. Did it look like a broadcast, or did it look like someone was holding a camera? Yeah, it looked like someone was holding an iPhone. From so the I corner. wonder if, yeah. like, if they're even being broadcast. Maybe not. You know, but even just some news about it. If anyone knows, I, I, you know, I'm literally talking to no one probably. So whatever. I just wanted to say that you know, go the women's rugby Celtic challenge. And where are you? Yeah. Then what else do you want to talk about here? Um, I think we have we gone through all the funnest news. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we're gonna do a another we, fun thing. Yeah, we so we're watching uh, we're watching Alex Mitchell play. <laughs> yeah, and we thought this guy looks like he works in HR. <laughs> and then it there was a remember the time when everyone was talking about Jamie George because yeah. he looks like he works in an office. Yeah. So we put together. He looked like you know you go into one of those like. Uh, like a Staples, yeah. and then there's Jamie George. In a white shirt, <laughs> and a red tie. Hi, guys. Welcome to Staples. Yeah. You'll buy TV, 4K. Yeah, so we're going to do a Lions 15 office workers. Oh, yeah. So I think the vibe is guys who kind of look like they work in an office mm -hmm. or aren't that physically intimidating despite being very good at rugby. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going to body shame. <laughs> I'm gonna body shame the shit oh, out of Now you said it like that. <laughs> I don't want to do it now. <laughs> All right. So the least intimidating looking <laughs> Lions 15. Oh, now you said it like that. Well, luckily, there are some hard bastards in here. Okay. They, what do you have for number one? I put uh, I put Dan Cole. Is he a tight head prop? Who did I put? Okay, Dave Kilcoin. Dave Kilcoin. Dave Kilcoin. Definitely 100% yeah. Dave Kilcoin. Looks like middle management. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would look good in not a three-piece suit, just, you know, unbuttoned shirt, blazer and trousers. Looks like he works at a used car lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think he owns the used car lot. Yeah, he owns <laughs> he it. He owns it, but <laughs> he probably works there. Dave Kilcoins, our prices are out of this world, world, world. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, who do you got for a hooker there? Well, Jamie George. Yeah, Jamie George. That was the easy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's long been speculated that he works in HR. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Tight head prop. Dan Cole. I got yeah. another tight head prop. Okay. Dan Cole is is does yeah. definitely look like like a math teacher or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He looks like, to be fair, he looks like someone who used to play rugby and then got into teaching. Yeah, and he always talks about the glory yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to retire at twenty three because of an injury. Yeah, he had a knee thing. Yeah, and he's never stopped going about on this one try he scored against the yeah. town over. Yeah, you know? I got another tight head prop too. Yeah. Oh that should have been on that list. WP Nail. Oh yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah. What do we got for locks? All right. So I've gone well, no, you so you chose Ian Henderson. Yeah. Tell me about that. Because he's just he, he has a very like unathletic yeah looking guy he looks like a dad he does look like a dad who he looks like a tired dad who's yeah. taking his kids to the game and is just watching yeah doesn't really want to be there and then someone's like Ian we need a player mate and he's like oh fuck's sake he gets his boots <laughs> out of the car <laughs> yeah. yeah and then it went for Joe Launchbury yeah that's a good pick too I've seen this guy in real life he's fucking massive right yeah like on TV he, he looks. Very like uh, unintimidating. He does. Yeah, he looks like he works for the council. Yeah. yeah. Like he works for the city. Does a bit of office work. Then does a couple of days on the road in a van. You know. Um, and then we we'll went. We the back three here. We got back three. You want to do? I can't even see your list. You got to uh, do the list here. Read okay. your list. Okay, I'll read my list. Yeah. Uh, I've gone. Tommy Raffle. Yeah. Intern vibes. Intern vibes for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like he's kind of. It's his haircut. It's, it's his, his haircut. Hair. Yeah. A lot of it comes down to the hair. His mum cuts his hair. Yeah. His That's the problem. Cuts. <laughs> his fucking mum cuts. Yeah. Then so, who else is on the list there? Pete Omani. Yeah, definitely 100%. It's just something about the face. It doesn't scream rugby to me. You know, even though he's a big, scary, hard bastard. Yeah. He's still. He doesn't have that, like, bulked up. No. Power look to him. No. Yeah. He kind of looks like, you know, he's been. He's been in the office for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's slid into the background. He's got a wife and kids. He's quite happy. He doesn't want anyone to talk to him. He doesn't want a promotion. Yeah. He's just been there a while. Yeah. Which brings me next to uh, Jamie Ritchie, who looks like he is hot shit sales. You know? Oh, yeah. 100%. And he wants to He wants to climb. In his interview, he said, I want to be head of this company. And yeah. everyone in the interview was like, nice. He's a real company guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks, we use words like synergy. Yeah. He comes and sits on your desk while he's talking to you. He's, he's desperate for that team never, position. Never comes off genuine. Exactly. Like he's like ultra nice and stuff, but you yeah. know he's just like... He, like he'd, cut, he'd stab you in the back in a heartbeat yeah. for a promotion. Yeah. That's Jamie Ritchie, man. <laughs> Great rugby player. Um, so I went I went Johnny Sexton... Um, for... For 10. But you said Finn Russell. Oh, Finn Russell's got to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a guy... Because he is the least athletic looking... Like... <laughs> Yeah, he's got noodle arms, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you walk into Best Buy and yeah. he comes up with yeah. his, like, name tag on the lanyard across his yeah. neck. And he's chewing some gum really fast. <laughs> yeah. Chewing your ear off And he'll put his leg KTVs. up on a box <laughs> yeah. trying to sell you some speakers. <laughs> 100%. I put Johnny Sexton in because I literally think he was an investment banker or he was some kind of banking guy before he was going to get into like rugby. a mortgage broker? Something vibes, like that. And he gives you mad uh, yeah. mortgage broker You know, vibes. you want to talk to him about kicking techniques and he starts telling you about his crypto profile. And he's got, oh, gotcha. he's got he's got mortgage broker shoulders. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he hasn't got any. Yeah. What about the scrum half? Um, Alex Mitchell. Alex Mitchell. Obviously, yeah. I didn't write down whole, because started, this is how we started talking started about the this. Whole conversation. Yeah, Alex Mitchell just doesn't look like he should be playing rugby. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I think he's uh yeah he's definitely also middle management for me. I mean, having said that, I watched him play rugby today mm-hmm. and he's really fucking good so i feel a bit bad about well that. i think everything we mentioned is really good they're really good they're all, all international good. players i think yeah yeah so. um so but you know we're gonna keep and then they're all every single one of these guys would beat the shit out of us in a fight oh 100 percent. I, I feel I, I feel regret about doing this list since we started <laughs> it now you pointed out it sounds like body shaming i've got to persevere now okay so. well let's continue body shaming here okay let's keep this. going with the the body shame train and yeah. we went owen farrell next didn't we yeah Who's not? He's a pretty beefy guy. He's a, he's a, his arms pythons, man. Yeah. Yeah, but he's really office. Just office, office vibes. vibes. I think it's the interviews, isn't it? Like he's the it... guy that's like, uh just like too much involved in work. Yes. And he's annoying at yeah. the office. That's right. Because yeah. everything's about work. Yeah. You, like, Fuck, you ask like, him. You know, how we shouldn't be really was. talking at the at the water cooler, guys. We should be really at our desks right now. Yeah. It's like okay, Owen. Thanks. He comes up to you. Did you take my stapler? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, borrowed it. I'll bring it. Oh, no, oh, please don't do that. Yeah. Got that. It's real awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. deadly serious rules guy. What do we got for centers there? I went Nick Tompkins next. Yeah, okay. He just, I think he's also, there's three interns in this office, and he's another intern. Yeah. You know, just big puppy dog face, eager to please, running around the place. His shirt is untucked. Mm-hmm. I think his mum makes his sandwiches. <laughs> but nice, really nice guy, though. Yeah. Really nice guy. And who else? Johnny May on the wing. Okay, yeah. Just uh, Johnny May doesn't give me so much of uh, an office guy vibe. Mm. He gives me the guy that 
is working in the dish pit in, <laughs> in at uh, like a Applebee's restaurant. Yeah. Like if you've ever worked in a restaurant, yeah. Like the dish pit guys are always the fucking weirdest dudes. Like he's just always giving you the latest conspiracy, talking to himself as yeah. he's walking around the kitchen, trying to get you to listen to these weird podcasts about yeah. reptilians and shit like that. Like hundred <laughs> percent, that's what he is. He's a dish pit guy. And you go in to find him, and he's not there for fifteen minutes. He's <laughs> not even in the bathroom. He just disappears, yeah. and then he comes back, and he's working again. And yeah, you need him because he's the dish pit guy. Yeah. Like, hey, so, just, like, yeah, just, he's just Johnny. gone. Yeah. And he comes back and he gives you some weird excuse. Oh yeah, my uh, my tire was stabbed and I had to replace it. And like, what the hell? Yeah. He, he biked in today. Or how about? he like called a number that was shown in a film and it led yeah. him to like some. Yeah, he's yeah. like yeah, complete yeah. conspiracy guy. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Then we got Alex Good. Alex Good would be another used car salesman guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got that used car salesman look. Not yeah. shady, but like. You know, he's been working there forever. He started as a kid and he's never left. I think he flirts unsuccessfully with a lot of women in the office as well. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just get that vibe. Um, and then I finished with Robert Balcoon, another one of my interns. Yeah, he'd be the intern. Just so eager to please. Yeah, you know? rushing around. He's got the coffees for yeah. everyone. He's like freakishly tall as well, but he's yeah. still got that those puppy dog deer, yeah. deer legs. Nice Hasn't quite guy. grown into his body, you know? Everyone treats him like shit. Yeah. Just like he's just treated like shit from everyone. Horrible to him, but he takes it on the chin. He's like, yeah, yeah I'll do that. No problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is going to work out. You know, I just got to keep my head down and, <laughs> yeah, make sure those those coffees are bought. And, yeah, yeah. And then he gets one wrong. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, Robert, can you just get this right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Uh, I remember doing that again. It was funny, but... <laughs> it was funny. I just, I'm, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate. No, I'm not. No one's going to listen to this. We're going to cancel for the body shaming. Some yeah. of those guys, not all those guys looked physically average there's a lot of you know yeah they're all big hard bastards they're fine yeah yeah um i think that's all i got man all right should we go over uh let's take a look at these uh championship games championship cup predictions yeah yes um friday we have northampton bayon bayon that's a tricky one i think northampton's form means that they'll go in it's hard to call actually I think Northampton. I think Northampton. I think just because they've been playing pretty well. This is also at home for Northampton. Yeah. yeah. Bayon are 10th in the league in France as well. So, yeah. I'm going to go Northampton too with this one. I'm going to go Northampton. That's not the most difficult one, actually. Yeah. Leon Connick. This is going to be a tight one. That will be tight. That's going to be hard to call. That is hard to call. Um, It's in Leon. I think Connick. You think so? I know it's away. Mm. I know it's away. I think Connor have had a. I think they've been on the wrong side of some real close games. I think beating Munster will have given them some confidence. Um, Leon aren't so high up in the. I think they're like bottom or second from bottom in the in the French league as well, but they have been doing okay in the. This European. one is going to be. I'm going to say Leon's going to win this one. Home advantage is huge, but yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm going to go Connacht for that. Though. I want Connacht to win. Yeah, but of course you do. Yeah, but here's a big one. Yeah, Exeter Glasgow. That's uh, a big game. It's a big game, but I think Exeter will win that, and I think that because Glasgow just Ooh, big call. You think so? Yeah, nah, Exeter. I know Glasgow are up there in the USC, but it's like you said that there's been a lot of mismatched games, whereas Exeter have to beat really good teams every single week. Yeah, and I think that will be the difference. I think Glasgow might edge this one out. 
Mm. I'm feeling it. I don't. Who's home? I feel like Exeter had a Exeter's had a big few weeks. They're going to be tired. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. This is at this is at home in Exeter though. Ah, oh, they'll win that then. They'll win that. I think Glasgow's going to do it. Oh, I think that's an easy. They're hungry. Place. They're hungry. I think so. Uh, okay. Toulon, Munster. Oh, that's an, that's interesting for me because I think Munster need to win this just to get their whole life back on track. Yeah, I'm going to think Munster's going to, and this is in. Um, too long there. I it's gonna be. I think a monster is gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying monster are gonna win. I'm saying if they don't win this, they're not gonna win anything this year. Well, if they don't win this, they they're not even gonna make up the knockout stages. The right. One team or two teams that don't make up the yeah. knockout stages. But like, and like you said, they've got so many injuries. Yeah. How'd you beat a star-studded Toulon? You know, like that's a. Toulon's not doing that great. They're not. No. So fifth, I, I feel like this is something monster could edge out. Okay. And I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do it. Do a win. Yeah, you're liking the USC teams, eh? Yeah, All Bristol. Right. Oh, and like another one here too. Yeah. Bristol Bears versus the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls, man. This is in Ashton Gate there, so. Bulls, though. Bulls yeah, I think the Bulls are going to win that too. Win that, yeah. Yeah. No problem. I like Bristol, but they just haven't got the uh, physicality. I don't think. Next time we're gonna start. We gotta start writing down our predictions. I, I'm, I got this. Oh yeah, you got this. I got this. Okay. Yeah, easy, man. Leinster. Yeah. Stade de France. Stade Francais. Stade Francais. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did, did I say Stadium of France? I think you said the Stadium of France. <laughs> it's okay. Is that what they're playing? Uh, no, this is at RDS. Ah, Leinster then. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. going to say Leinster. Ah, yeah, Leinster. I think Leinster are showing that they are taking both competitions seriously. They did last year. Yeah. But they did rest players in some mm-hmm. games they perhaps shouldn't have. And I think... Actually, even if they were to rest key players, the depth is even greater this year than it was last year. So, yep. I can't see him. I I would call them winning most games. Um, I would love to see them and Northampton in a in a Champions Cup final. That would oh, be a cool game. That'd be spicy. That would be a fun game. But yeah, I'm calling Leinster on that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Ulster to lose. Let's do that. Oh, now. you're in the. Let's stick with my list here. Okay, <laughs> you're okay. jumping all over the place. Sorry, here. Ulster. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, Stormers sale. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Stormers are getting a bit better. Yeah. Sale are good. Good, but they uh, they just lost to who did they lose to in the prem? Was it, it was Bristol? It was Bristol. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which surprised me. Stormers and Sale. I don't know who to. I it's don't know in to say South that. Africa too. Oh, then it's Stormers because you yeah. Know. I don't know how Sale are going to travel. Yeah. I don't that, know the team sheet. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, uh, yeah if I'm going to put the, my money on, I'm going to put it on Stormers. That was It was a coin toss for me anyway, and yeah. that, that home advantage, yeah, Stormers yeah. in. I'll call Stormers. Oh, yeah. here we go. Mm. Cardiff, Harlequins oh, in Cardiff. I love a good Cal- Cardiff-Harlequins game because those are two teams who love some running, exciting backs rugby, and there's a bit more spice to it because Jared Evans, formerly our uh, 10 at Cardiff, is in Harlequins playing pretty well. So I've got a lot of So no uh, matter what happens, Cardiff game. still wins. It's all win-win. <laughs> you beat us for their own 10, it's our win. Um, but I think Quinns will win. That. Yeah, Quinns are going to win this win game. But don't come, you know, I think Cardiff could. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think it is. Shut up. <laughs> I think it is. Do you know what? Shut up. I'm changing my mind. Cardiff for the win. Cardiff for the win by 22 points. But yeah. Oh, that happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually that confident. But, okay, here yeah. we go. Ulster, uh, Toulouse. Oh, ah, uh, Toulouse. It's I got, in Ulster. I got the soft spot for. I'm going to say Ulster, even though my head says pick mm. Toulouse. 
Toulouse is just a should. rock star team yeah, right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they yeah. are. I just want I just want Ulster to win, so I'm going to say Ulster. Yeah, that's why I want to win. Mm, yeah. But you got to make your choices not on who you want to win, what? who you think is going to win. Fucking bullshit. You know? Fine to lose. Like, I want Cardiff to win. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. 100% mm. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100% um, I do. I don't, I don't want know. I don't want Harlequins to win. All right. But uh, all right. I just know, like, that the, the strength in between the two teams is, I think it's yeah. pretty different. Okay. But yeah. uh, Ulster, Toulouse, uh, I don't, I like Toulouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my head says that 100%. And my heart says that, actually. This was. The, the, I feel like they'll win. Yeah. Uh, last game here. This one's gonna be hard to call. Uh huh. Uh, Bath versus Racing ninety two. I think that depends on who's playing. To be honest, because if uh, if Racing play like if they got Sia Khaleesi playing, that's a different team. If Bath have got Finn Russell playing, that's a different team. So I'd have to see the team sheet before made a kind of prediction yeah um bath with finn russell playing look like they can beat anyone i'm gonna say bath you're gonna, gonna say, say bath i'm gonna say bath yeah it's in bath yeah uh, that's gonna be a tight game it'd be tight i'll be a good game to watch i think yeah. just just for the home advantage point yeah. Yeah. i think bath can pull this out yeah, i think so because the racing 92 is a good team yeah but i found i feel like those two teams are are like Almost equally strength. Mm. So, I'm just going to give you a little stat from the top 14. So, Racing are number one, eight wins and four losses. Mm -hmm. But Bordeaux also eight wins and four losses. Mm -hmm. So, and then the next, you know, Stade Francais, Toulouse, Toulon after that is seven wins, seven wins, seven wins. Yeah. So, it's equally close in that league, mm -hmm. right? No one is clearly far ahead. But, like you said, I think Toulouse have just a rock star team mm -hmm. Racing also actually have yeah I'm still going to say Bath I just yeah. wanted to mention that because it's pretty close up there we got two more games too oh right yeah, yeah. Uh, La Rochelle yeah Leicester Leicester that's uh, an exciting game because I think it's Leicester's time to stand up be Champions Cup winners maybe it's in La Rochelle um, Leicester beat La Rochelle not too badly, but they did beat them in the first round, right? So, I don't think La Rochelle are as good as they were last year. I think La Rochelle's going to be angry for this game. I think they're going to take it. But they do have a big star And they're going to match up them physically. That's true. This is actually going to be an interesting game to watch. I don't want to watch this game because I want to see how Leicester's pack does against uh, yeah. La Rochelle. Yeah. I'm, I think La Rochelle... I'm calling La Rochelle for this game. Okay, I'm going to call Leicester. Because I want them... Not that I want them to win, but I feel like this is like that conic monster. Mm. Like Lara Shah are looking for something big here. Yeah, a statement win. Also, another one here, Bordeaux yeah. versus Saracens. So Bordeaux is second, right, mm -hmm. in the French League. Saris are falling, I think. They're kind of losing their grip. So I'm going to go Bordeaux. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see Saracens out-muscling them. No. Saracens have got a pretty uh, storied history in the Champions Cup, but mm -hmm. they do seem to be aging out and just sort of losing the edge a bit. And this is at home. Bordeaux is at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's a that's a relatively easy choice for me. Yeah. 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 So that's the games. Oh man, we got a lot of rugby to watch next weekend. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we do. Look at all those games. Yeah. And mm. then, um, oh yeah, this continues on to next week. Mm. And then I think the next weekend after that, it's back to domestic leagues. 
Yeah, I think so. And then we got the Six Nations. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Rugby Christmas. It's coming up. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. I can't wait for these teams to be announced. These like squads. That's what I was hoping we would talk about. I was, I th- yeah, I thought they were going to be announced yeah. next weekend. Yeah. Any, next week we'll be all over that. <laughs> any kind of any exciting call-ups you reckon? Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, well, just from like this weekend, there was some people that I thought like definitely need to be in there. Mm. Henry Slade, Finn Smith. Mm. I thought Joe Hayes. Mm. Should yeah, I? It was get, in your notes. Yeah, yeah, it was in my notes. Yeah. Any Irish selection shocks or anything like that? Mm, well, Edwin's like injured, mm. so I don't know how long he's out for, which sucks. Because I thought this was going to be a year for him. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. Like I said, Joe McCarthy. Yeah. It's going to have. I think he's going to have a big Six Nations. Yeah, he is. I think so. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see who's going to be the the ten, the ten guy. I really want Prendergast, Leinster's Prendergast, to get a call-up. I, oh, I think definitely, squad. I definitely think Prendergast is going to be in the squad. Yeah. He's going to be part of the extended squad or the training, part of the training yeah, squad. Yeah, I hope definitely. I don't know if he'll okay. get any game time. Okay. So, and I don't know who, yeah, he's got a, Andy Farrell's got some really good, hard decisions to make. He does. Good, thick, hard. There's a lot of injuries, too, decisions. so... Yeah, he's got he's got some uh, players that like I don't know how, I can't is Van de Fleur injured? I, th- I think he is. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I read that a few weeks ago. Yeah, I can't so remember. I can't remember. Oh, it's gonna be an interesting thing. What about yeah. Wales? Uh, I really want Cameron Winnett to get a call up. He's a Cardiff fullback. I think I mentioned him last week. What about Emmanuel? Do you want him on the team? I do, but like I said, I'm not too worried about wingers. Like mm-hmm. there's some there's some guys at Cardiff who are playing really well. Like uh, Mason Grady, I keep talking about. I think uh, deserves a call up, um, and probably will get a call up. I think if Fabio Boso gets a call up, Gatland, like we talked about, will put him on for ten minutes just to cap him. And I'm not saying he won't be good. I just what think... about the guys from that are playing in the prem? Any guys from the prem? I mean, there's already there's guys there who will get a call up anyway. Like Louis Free Samet will definitely be in the squad. Yeah. Um Dav Jenkins ex to captain. Ask about him. Yeah, he'll get a call up. I'm sure he will. How I mean, many caps does he have? Not Did too many. Did they get rid of the cap thing? They they, they changed it. So the, I think the rule is now you need to have twenty five Welsh caps mm-hmm. but you can play for other te- other teams outside of Wales yeah. if a Welsh team hasn't offered you a contract. Which is why this guy Joe Hawkins at Exeter got shafted or or chose that purposefully. So he was offered a contract in Wales, yeah, but he chose to go to Exeter instead. Meaning, because he doesn't have twenty-five Welsh caps, he can't play for <sighs> what Wales. A dumb fucking rule. Well, it is stupid. Yeah. yeah, it is stupid. And I don't think we've got the population to 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 do that, right? You know, South Africa really exposed how dumb those rules are. It makes sense from some perspectives because if we lose all our quality players in the Welsh regions, we're just going to do worse, you know? I don't think you're going to have that big of an exodus. We've already had it in some ways, yeah. though, you know? But I think we I th- I think we will, though. I do think we will. I think uh, George North is going. I think it's going to be a lot of other players who are going to leave anyway. And I think if we got rid of that 25 cap rule, it's going to get worse. I know it sounds pessimistic. Yeah, but George North has already, like, done enough. He has done enough. But how old is he now? He's like in his 30s, isn't he? I think he's the same age as me, yeah. So So yeah. he's got to be, like, he's already in the twilight. 
He's not the future. He's not the future. He's a great player. He'll be yeah. a great player for a while. But you know, you want to start looking at. But from a Welsh point of view, you want your best players playing in Wales. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you know, if Owen Farrell goes to play in France, you've mm-hmm. still got two quality tens to replace and potentially more. Mm-hmm. George North goes to play elsewhere. I can't think of too many other international quality centers that are going to be ready to kind of step in at a regional level, you know? So, mm-hmm. what you going to do? Yeah. Anyways, anyway. I wanted to close up shop here with a little bit of talk. I wanted to talk about some uh, content creators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's like really important to give out some mentions to some guys. Who'd you like? Because I know when I started watching rugby, I relied on like the YouTube guys, That's the still podcast what I do. guys. That's all I do. That's where I get the majority yeah. of my rugby stuff from. Yeah, I watch the games and I watch the YouTube's analysis. God yeah. bless them. Yeah. Who'd yeah, you so like? Let's, well, let's talk about uh, podcasts. What's your favorite rugby podcast? Mm. Hmm. Mm. I like, uh, I you know, I do might be controversial i like the rugby pod with jim hamilton andy sorry what's he called <laughs> andy good andy good i keep and getting jim hamilton with alex good yeah yeah i like those guys i think uh, i think they're a bit like kind of quote-unquote banter but so are we aren't we that's, yeah but i think it's funny that's a good podcast it is good yeah, yeah. and i think i think they're both honest and what i like about them is i like to think me and you admit to our own mistakes and I think they do that as well like they take the piss out of each other when they make yeah. those mistakes I think that's important yeah, I think there's, great. there's so many people who take themselves too seriously mm-hmm. in this sport you know it's a bit of elitist sometimes so yeah I like those guys they can they can take the piss out of themselves sometimes you know like uh, Jim Hamilton you know how he makes fun of like Alex like I mean Alex Andy all the time yeah some guy in the street like uh, Andy Good was like in a meeting yeah and then he's like some guy called out him he's like hey Andy Gut monster. Maybe he's in this like business meeting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, that's a good podcast. Mine for podcast. Do you have like a um like an outside the box one? Maybe one that I've I've been listening to. Uh, I think it's called Pirates Rugby. I think it's a it's a Welsh guy and an Irish guy on YouTube. Oh yeah. I like their analysis. I like their focus on Welsh and Irish rugby. Yeah. Obviously, that's what I'm most interested in. Uh huh. So I like those guys, and I think they have a degree of experience and background in sports journalism as well. So it's like, oh, it's yeah. like what I aspire to be in terms of my actual rugby knowledge. Instead of just sitting here dribbling and making up names, you know. Yeah. So I think a li- they're, I like, professionals. they're professional. They're professional. Yeah. Professionals. Yeah, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. And you, you kind of left field ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. The um, one that I really like, uh, La Rouge Rugby Podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they just focus on Canadian rugby. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah. And it's a Canadian guy. Yeah. And a Welsh guy. Oh, no. Yeah. They filled that niche. Yeah. They Fuck. did fill that niche. So I changed my nationality or something. <laughs> Maybe. Switch allegiance. Yeah. To South Africa. Yeah. And they also do like a way better job than us. Ah, no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. So, I think, yeah. I think. Uh... <laughs> we're like the wish.com version. <laughs> No. It's like this, it's fucking... with a fucking AI artwork for a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. We're the AR like fucking. Yeah, oh, no, that's like... like I thought I ordered La Rouge rugby podcast. <laughs> like, these two us. fucking idiots. Yeah, like... that's exactly what it's like. But no, they're good. Yeah, they they know their Canadian rugby in and out. And here's the here's why that's impressive because me and you wanted to talk about MLR, right? Yeah, like we were excited about it, and then we just realized a. We weren't that interested. No. And B, we didn't know anything about it. No. So we we're like, well, we could talk about then. Yeah. yeah. And they do it like so much better. Yeah, I'm than sure. Than we do. ever will. Yeah. 
So because we're like rugby nerds, but we're not like that statistically no. knowledgeable, are we? Like, we're right? not that we like, deep. Yeah, we like to commentate on the games. We're rugby we gossips. The, actually. Yeah, we're, we are. Yeah, we're, we're just spilling gossips. the tea. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're sat here with our piping hot tea. Everywhere. These guys know their shit. I wish we knew our shit because then we wouldn't yeah. have to rely on gossip. But we yeah. will. Uh, we will know our shit. Yeah, we're, we're trying. There. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so um, La Rouge. La Rouge Rugby Podcast is a good one. All right. So, like, if you're into Canadian rugby, that's definitely one to watch. Yeah. Um, another one, mm. yeah, from Australia. Yeah. This is. I don't know how many people know about this podcast. It's called the Rugby Report Card. Is it the guy who's angry all the time? No, that's oh. uh, Wild Card. Oh. He's a YouTube guy. Is he serious? Yeah. Oh, oh he's okay. 100%. Uh, oh, he's okay. great, too. But yeah. anyways, the Rugby Report Card, it's these two Aussie guys and an English guy. Yeah. And uh, that it's just it's a great podcast the quality like the sound quality and stuff is kind of low but like yeah uh it's they have a like a pretty entertaining podcast especially for how much shit they have to go to as being wallabies fans yeah and like so they've been doing this podcast forever and the wallabies have just been shitty on them <laughs> so it's like well, the- sometimes there are some pretty dark episodes because they're just so yeah done with it right yeah and they got to be the last two fucking wallaby fans yeah uh in australia close the door on your way out yeah but the banter's good yeah uh they're uh what they call out about Mm. the wallabies and stuff is good they're they're knowledgeable yeah but it's really uh, it's a i I think it's a really entertaining podcast for someone if you're into like uh when the super rugby comes along yeah so they don't podcast all year round right which bothers me but uh because i want the show I yeah. want the show, but they... Well, there's uh, nothing going on in Australia, though. Yeah, they should be doing something. Uh, so they'll be, like, when Super Rugby starts, they'll be starting up. And I think that's one, like, if you're into Super Rugby and you want, like, a Australian... Uh, they've got one Australian perspective. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's a good one, too. When does Super Rugby start? It's got to start soon, doesn't it? I don't know. So, because they're going into winter. Yeah. So it's got to start soon. Yeah. Um, What about YouTube? I mean, I like Squidge, obviously. Everyone likes Squidge. Okay, yeah, sorry. That was like... Who is your favorite rugby YouTube that's not Squidge Rugby? Squidge. I'm scared to say My Two Cents now because it's also relatively big in the rugby community. My Two Cents? I like that guy. I fucking love that guy. He's, he goes hard. And yeah, he's he been rocking that whiteboard and magnets for yeah. so long. Yeah, he's got to have a bit more money now, eh? Every like, channel has, like, grown, like, you know... Animations. Like, yeah, like, every, like, YouTuber, he's yeah, just, like, he's fuck it. the fucking stats on a whiteboard. Yeah, like, and he's got his fucking magnets. And I can't even read him sometimes. So, like, what's he written there? Like, yeah. he has to tell me. And Honestly, he, like, I'll say something about... When I first started, sort of... When I first came across him, it was years ago. He didn't have a lot of followers. And I thought... It was very statistics-based. It was, like... You know, at 22 minutes, so-and-so yeah. kicks a penalty. Mm-hmm. At 28 minutes, so-and-so yeah. run over in the corner. And it was like... it. W- I-, I thought, this guy's not going to get far. This is fucking boring. But fair play to him. Like, he's g- he's genuinely engaging, and he really knows his rugby. I don't want to shit on the guy, because, like, I listened to him a lot. Yeah. But at the time, I naively thought, this is going nowhere. Yeah. You know? And no. now he's like... God bless him. Yeah, and I think I found out the other day... He's a YouTube treasure. He is a YouTube treasure. He also had, like, this YouTube traveling in China thing, and I checked it out, and it was super interesting, and he, like, lived or traveled around in China. Yeah, that's right. And it was so cool. It was, like, really interesting, like, vlogging kind of travel journalistic kind of thing, you know? He does, and he makes a lot of videos that are really interesting. Mm. Like, his foreign-born player stuff. Yeah. Like, like he really knows his stuff, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he digs really into a lot of things that you wouldn't think about, too. That's right. Maybe we need to have yeah. something interesting and unique And he engages us. his fans a lot. Like, I've private yeah. messaged this guy a lot, and he's I, always, like, gotten yeah. back. 
I was watching one of his live streams and uh, he was drinking a beer and I just put in the live stream chat like, oh, what beer is that? That looks fun. And he told me and he was like, hey, Frank, like this yeah. beer. And I felt so like, oh, oh, I, I know I'm rubbing shoulders with celebrities here. Yeah. You cool. feel special. I did. I yeah, he's, yeah. He's a good guy. I really like uh, Two Sands Rugby. Yeah. And he's really, um, he tries to be as objective as possible. Yeah. Which yeah. I really like about him too. Yeah. Uh, even though he's like a diehard, like all blacks fan. Yeah. But he brings everything within the... Yeah, he's good. He's good. I like him. I like as well that he obviously thinks about rugby in a global sense. When we're picking our like teams of the year and stuff, mm-hmm. we obviously have a Northern Hemisphere bias. Yeah. And I, f- I genuinely forget about some players because I just don't watch Super Rugby. Yeah. Whatever, right? He He's always mentioning the odd Welsh player. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel Oh, good. he knows them all. He knows everyone. Yeah. No matter what's the, right? what's the national team, he, he's, he knows... Yeah. He knows them all. He's good. Yeah, he is. He genuinely, yeah. Yeah. Um, his else? graphics, uh, his graphics, you know, he doesn't give a shit about, like, no. You know, at least it's not a chalkboard. Yeah. No, it's not a chalkboard. You know, at least it's a yeah, whiteboard. God bless that whiteboard. He, need, he needs to make some merchandise that has the whiteboard on it and stuff, like <laughs> on a hoodie and shit with the magnets. <laughs> like, I would fucking buy that. You know, that emergency broadcast thing, and it's like the little girl and the puppet in front yeah. of a chalkboard? He could do that in front of a whiteboard. <laughs> He's I'd the, buy that hat. He's the Mr. Rogers of rugby YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes in, puts his cardigan on, and yeah. changes out his shoes. It's like a Bob Ross kind of yeah, father yeah. of... And you're just watching, like, oh, yeah. it's like 20 minutes go by, yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, another one, like, I like to mention for YouTube, the, uh, for, like, American rugby, uh, there's yeah. the Fairweather rugby fan. Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I did, and I like that. So yeah. he's actually... Th- this guy's got an interesting story, too. Oh, yeah? So um, he's from Canada... Okay, but he's moved around. His, his his parents or his dad is South African, so he's a his channel is heavily on uh, like the Springboks, right? So he talks a lot about South African rugby. So if it's anything to do with like South African rugby, really, actually, if you really want to know or like see more content on South African rugby, he do. is all over it. Really? Oh yeah. So okay. more than anything, he used to have a lot of MLR mm. stuff, but. Yeah. Um, as the MLR is kind of like crumbling around, yeah, dicking people around and stuff, it's yeah. really like turned him off from that. Oh. So most of his content is uh, South African rugby. And he does a really good job. He also has a podcast yeah. too with a, another South African guy. It's not, uh, they talk about rugby, but it's not a full on rugby podcast. Yeah. So they were doing like facts about South Africa, yeah. facts about, he lives in uh, the States. Yeah. Facts about that. It was like all these random topics, and I kind of I listened to a few episodes. And it was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, the Fairweather uh, rugby fan on YouTube is a guy that, um, yeah, he puts out a lot of content too. So I've got one more as well. I think it was just called the Rugby Analyst. Actually, I think he was. Let me. Just oh, get is he that, that right. English guy? Yeah, he's like a the bald English guy. Yeah. Yeah. His his uh, his YouTube videos are. Good I like too. him. He just he's really excited about it all. Yeah. You know, and it just it just kind of. It kind of catches me off guard. Because... He's done some. Uh, I think he's actually done some videos with two cents. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's got a decent amount of following, and yeah, yeah. I just like him. He's just he clearly just lives for it. You know, he's mm-hmm. super excited to talk about everyone. Very unbiased. There used to be two of them oh, on yeah. that show. Oh, okay. Like back in the day, there used to be a, him and another guy, and that guy kind of disappeared. Yeah. Oh, another thing about YouTube, yeah. rugby YouTube. So when I first started getting. Uh, into uh, rugby and I started like searching for content. Yeah. There was a channel called the 1014 Rugby. Oh, you told me about this. You now, told me about it like it's an urban legend or something. It is kind of an urban legend. Yeah. Like these guys came out and they were in a shed. Yeah. And they kind of like took over like 
rugby on YouTube. Really? Like they were, this is before Squidge, and they yeah. were the people to watch about rugby. Yeah. Because their analysis of the game was insane. Yeah. And then they got like uh, really popular, and then they got actually given a show. Right. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yeah. And then they just disappeared. Into the mist. Into the mist. It's They're like Sasquatch. What happened to them? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. Whatever happened to 1014 Rugby? Because they were, their content was incredible. And they kind of just left us. Like they went out and they're like, hey, I'm going to go get some milk and cigarettes. I'll be right back. And then no. they were gone. Oh, what? They were just gone. And their content was great. Maybe like anyone that knows about the 1014 rugby will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah. whatever happened, someone's got to find them, find out. I'm going to find them. I'm going to get one of them on the podcast. That would here be cool to find out. Like what happened to you guys? Are we going to have because there guest? was an Irish guy yeah. and a Kiwi guy, right? And they both lived in and they met New at Zealand? a party. Okay, they met at a party and they were kind of just chit chatting about rugby. Yeah, and then they decided to try to do a YouTube channel and then just took off from there. And then they're on TV. And then I yeah. think what happened was, uh. They were on a network. I think they were on Sky. Yeah. And they had a show. Yeah. And I think they switched over to another station, like Stan Sports. And then something happened there. And then they just never went back. I don't know if they... Um, and the last I've seen, because I tried looking them up, there was they run a company that does sports analysis, technology, AI shit. I don't know. Well, that sounds kind of interesting but, yeah I, I, I was kind of hoping they died in a tragic accident no. and were never seen again now now i know what happened <laughs> they to walked off into a and mountain got corporate jobs with my starting office 15 they grabbed their laptops and rugby yeah. balls and walked out into a mountain and never seen again yeah no you told me too much i like the idea that we didn't know it is a mystery okay like what happened to 1014 rugby there should be a documentary about it like people yeah. should care more because they they yeah. were on top of the YouTube rugby world for a Pioneers, while. Pioneers, eh? Yeah, until Squidge came and like changed the game. He did change you the know, game. He changed the rap game. <laughs> you know, like ten fourteen was there, and they were like the yeah. guys. Yeah, they yeah. were the doctor. I'm surprised Dre. you never saw them. Actually, I, I as much as I've always been a big rugby fan, I didn't really get into like rugby podcasting and YouTube until pro- around. I think it was Squidge that got me into it. Like he released a video about mm-hmm. Steve Tandy, the ex Ospreys manager. Yeah, and it was kind of like a comedy video. And it kind of blew my mind because I didn't really think you could talk about rugby in that way because rugby reporting and punditry had always been so self-serious. Yeah. And it was always the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, you know, like what you call a cable show here. So when I saw that, it kind of blew my mind a little bit and realized, you know, there's potential here to talk about rugby in the way that other sports talk about theirs in a much more kind of comedic um, mm-hmm. and a deeper analysis, honestly, than even the main ma- mainstream media were doing. So... I guess I came too late for this mysterious Sasquatch of a channel, you know? Yeah. So, oh, whatever happened to them? I don't, well, I don't want to know now. I don't want to know. Where they are. I'm going to try to find them. No, don't. Leave it. It's an interesting mystery. Oh, I just can't. I can't move on. It's like your white whale. It is. It's the Moby Dick of yeah. rugby. I got to find the 1014 so rugby. I, whatever happened. This is your journey. Someone's going to listen to this and know. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Whatever happened to those fucking guys. So if our fan knows what we're talking about. 1014 rugby. Where are you guys? Please email us at. What's their email? Oh, our email? Yeah. The rugby pod. No, it's not. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, it's probably not. I don't think it's the rugby pod. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have any questions that you want uh, us to answer, or if you want to give us some feedback, or you want to make fun of us, or yeah. you know, correct us on all, all the shit that we get wrong, you can email us at the friends of rugby pod. There it is. 
at gmail.com. Cool. Yep. And uh, you can reach us on uh, X. Oh, okay. Yep. We have X. X, The Friends of Rugby on X. Cool. So I post up our latest um, episodes on there. And we are also on YouTube. The Friends of Rugby on YouTube. Yeah. You want to find us on there. And we're also on all the podcast places now. If there's a podcast place, we're coming up now. Took us a while to figure that out, but now we're there. That was a ball, AK. It was. We got there, though. Yeah, we got there. So, the yeah. Apple one, especially. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to be demonetized now. All right. I think uh, I think we covered a lot. We did. It was a bit of a meandering route. Yeah, that but one. Uh, I think we covered everything we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, next week, I'm, we're going to have very organized bullet points. Just about... We're going straight uh, two cents rugby. I'm going to make notes on my phone like you did. You're going to feel the whiteboard through the, yeah. <laughs> the speakers. You're going to hear the marker scraping along the that snap. plastic. Those magnets. The magnet snap. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be sat here in random rugby jerseys. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right, friends. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.